guys, you're listening to Tea Time with Tay, a podcast series where I sit down like I have a choice, brew some tea, and then spill it. Let's start the show. Hey guys, thank you again so much for coming back for another episode to all of my friends who I paid to listen to me. Thank you for continually showing up on the interwebs. <laughs> Today, I am super, super excited because I have two guests that one that I'm learning, I've like already fallen in love with and one <laughs> that I've known for a while. I have Michelle and I also have Janie and Janie, you guys can... Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> Let me tell you the struggle that I have been having today. We're trying to figure out audio levels. So um, Michelle just tends to have a louder voice. This is something we just realized. She's looking at me like I'm like a mixed. Don't post. tell. People don't know about that. Oh, they know now. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna find out. Tea time with Tay available worldwide on on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's great. But Janie, Janie is I. Like, so many things. Singer, songwriter, health and wellness teacher, and an advocate for anxiety. And so I'm just, like, super excited to get into this. And, Michelle, do you maybe want to, like, talk about how this all came to be, kind of? Sure. So I recently took a yoga course, and Janie was my teacher, (laughs) and she was amazing. And, and yoga, Janie, for anyone who might not. Yeah. Because yoga was yeah. something that was really, I had, when Michelle told me, she's like, I'm going to a yoga class. I'm like, I have never heard of that. I know. People think it's like jogging and yoga put together, which is like totally not. Oh, that's that actually, sense. that's what I thought the first time. I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> um, but it's actually, it's actually just a, a brand of yoga that's designed specifically for athletes, athletic um, minded people, athletic bodies, or just tight bodies, people that want to have more of an athletic um, style yoga practice added to the regimen, basically. And when you when you say that it's like more athletic, is it because it's like more difficult, like the positions yeah. or? It's a good question. Yeah, there, there's sort of a fine line be- between like people saying that it's an athletic class and it's just hard yoga or yoga, which is difficult physically, but it's the 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 postures themselves have des- been designed specifically to adhere to an athlete's body. So hard yoga, anybody can do, but it's not necessarily appropriate for an athlete's body, like mm. the, the way that they're tight and the injuries that they've had and the bulkiness that they're dealing with, right? Um, whereas yoga, yeah, it's, it's really designed for that type of body. And so all the cueing and the postures and the, um, the sequencing is set up to improve their mobility and stability in the in the science of yoga and the biomechanics of movement in sport and a lot of the people that you work with are actually <clears throat> professional you work with professional athletes right yeah so absolutely. varying types of bodies like you said yeah absolutely and i mean like every athlete's different too i mean a golfer's body looks different than a football players you know for but, sure but um yeah a lot of the uh, my clients are professional athletes i just worked with gary roberts um nhl camp this summer and and last summer and it was an amazing experience he's an amazing guy and the team that he has is incredible um so that was sort of that was a, a, a nice highlight to my summer and um and yeah the other clients that i work with are just kind of here and there like mm-hmm. somebody who's off season and they're 
whatever snowboarding. Yeah. So, Michelle, how did you hear about yoga? That's a good question. My cousin does it, right? Mm. Yeah, Denny from back home. I did know the story. Small, small town of Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and so my cousin does it. And I was just looking for something different. I'm a registered massage therapist. And obviously you know that. Yeah, um, hey, yeah no, no. Tell <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was just, like, inter- interested in something different. And um, I, I, I don't know. I thought about it. And I went down. And Denny taught me a course, or, or a class, I should say. And I fell in love with it right away. I've always had really, really tight muscles. Mm-hmm. So stretching for me is a pain in the butt and uncomfortable and sore and uncomfortable. And Anyway, so um, yeah, I took the course and, and it was awesome. It was great. Really yeah. liked it. And so, how, you, so you said you started off with someone else? Or it was just... Oh, Denny, her cousin? Yeah. Her cousin. yeah. yeah. Denny so took... Yeah, she took the training as well like yeah. a, a few years back and then... Um, she's saying that Denny, her cousin, taught her like a yoga class. Yeah. The thing that I taught was a 40-hour training so that she I was going to say, so yes. how did you, when yes. did you guys right. meet? It wasn't even that long ago. So I remember weekends. You, no, three? Was it three weekends three ago? Weekends it was ago? the 18th of August. Yeah. Because when, when I tell you that when Michelle was done, <laughs> that, Michelle and I talk all the time, but yeah. when she was done that class, she literally called me and she's like, First off, yoga, because I remember just like, I'm going to go do yoga. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have a fun time. Yeah. And literally afterwards, she calls me, she's like, yoga is amazing, but even more so than yoga, you are going to love, she's already like, I, you guys have to meet. Oh like, my I, God. You need to know her because you guys are like, would love each other. And like, she was super enthusiastic about you because I guess of your style but for you you know when you meet somebody yeah and it's just yeah. like oh my god this person's so cool T- tell like, like, dude i felt the same way about all you guys that that yeah. whole that whole yeah. four day weekend like such a great group yeah and yeah Incredible. i'm still in contact with a lot of them they're, yeah they're awesome like sisters for life eh? absolutely yeah like for sure yeah but, and um, she told me the same about you by the way like it was very much like when when she whatever when, when she found out i wanted to start doing podcasts and all that stuff she's like you my friend like this is amazing she told me all about you and, I, and it was like a lot of praise so Oh. This girl's all about the Michelle. praise. I know. You got it, right? That's good. I mean, that's what friends are for. So how did you, I know that you started with yoga, I think, at a really young age, right? Yeah, my, my training history actually, like, started when yeah, I was... How did, yeah, yeah. How, how did you get into, like, health and wellness and the whole well, shebang? Yeah, so I was, um, I actually started out in gymnastics at, at age five and, and did competitive gymnastics till I was 10. Okay. And it just, it just, it was great, but it just wasn't for me. And I, um, and then I got into uh, kickboxing for about eight years. And um, as soon as I got That's my... intense. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. It was super intense. And, and and I competed a little bit in that, but my main thing was more like what I took from it was more like the discipline and the the scheduling and the routine. And, and, and I loved the belt grading system. Like I just, mm-hmm. I found that it motivated me. So as soon as I got my black belt, I was already moving to Toronto. I came from the small town of Brockville, Ontario, the region of the Thousand where, Islands. Where? Brockville, Ontario. It's like three and a half hours east of Toronto in the Thousand Islands region. You know what? I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. Anything further than Scarborough or further, further than, like, Mississauga, I'm like, I am lost. Yeah, fair enough. In life, like, I am. I'm horrible. I'm directionally ch- challenged. It's a well-known thing amongst my friends. Mm-hmm. No, it's 100% cool. Like, not lots of people know Brockville. Or they'll be like, I know Brockville, but it's really just because they're driving to Montreal or driving to Ottawa. Or driving, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's no like one on really knows it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a very small town. But um, at the time, that's where I was training, and then I, I moved to Toronto, and I missed like that intensity of, of my coaches in my face, and like that that sort of 
expected to be there and respect and, and discipline. I missed all that. So I jumped into Toronto's health and wellness scene, which wasn't the same as like your kickboxing and the hole in the wall, like facility that you used to train at kind of thing with the smelly gloves. But but the people were awesome and, and the energy was great. And then really it was just like me kind of being in the scene a little bit. One of my like mentors was like, hey, do you want to like start teaching? And I was like, sure. And so I taught fitness and then pretty much a year later I started teaching yoga. And now, what was that like for you, like the transition? Because you're going from like a small town to like now you're thrown into the big city and now you're thrown into the big city and you're teaching right. and like meeting all these new people. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, well, I mean, okay, the small town aspect of it was like, obvious, obviously it's it's a huge transition because, I mean, a small town and a big city are just polar opposites. Like the, mm-hmm. like the engagement that you have with the people in a small town is very... It's like authentic in that they, you'll remember them and they know you, but it's inauthentic in that it's like, you're talking about like the, the milk and like, oh, the milk was like <laughs> on sale right? yesterday, but the day, you know what I mean? The, you, weather. Yeah, the weather. The weather. Yeah, it's the weather. Right. Yeah. I right. would love it if any of you guys who are my Canadian listeners, Michelle comes from a place called Mitchell. I dare, <laughs> I dare two people to honestly email me and write to me that they actually know where that is. I have no idea I, would, I, d- I don't it's know insane. if it's going to happen. I have a lot of friends who listen to your podcast. Is it near Stratford? Oh, Really? Yeah, it's like 20 Michelle's, fr- Michelle's friends don't Stratford. count. Everybody, everybody knows Stratford because of Bieber and because of the Shakespeare Shakespeare festival. That's the only thing I knew. Yeah. And I'm literally like 20 minutes, 20 <laughs> so minutes <quick>. away <laughs> because of the festival or because of Bieber. No, because of the festival. <laughs> no, I did, like I guess when you say that, I, I remember it, but I didn't yeah. know. I like didn't know that if you didn't say that, I wouldn't have like mm. remember that. But right. um, yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. so. Fair enough. Because that's what, like, a similarity you both have is, like, coming from a small small town, town, right? And Mm -hmm. then... Yeah. Similar industries. But um, the thing that you partook, partake, partaken? Have partaken. Have partaken in. The thing you went to where JD was the instructor. Um, you said it was like a course. So like, what can you describe like what the course is? And yeah, it's is just, it just like a one-time thing or is it something that's ongoing? Um, I mean, it can be if you want to take another one, but essentially like what it is, is it's a 40 hour teacher training, um, okay. for aspiring teachers that want to become, that want to teach yoga essentially. So, um, what it is, is a breakdown of the sequence and sort of the, the why's behind each posture and how it applies to sports and how that would benefit an athlete but it's also a lot of anatomy and um sort of understanding the body a little bit better on a a neural muscular level and a breathing level and uh alignment of bone and kinetic energy level that Mm -hmm. kind of that kind of stuff and for you michelle because i know you do do a lot of classes and courses like how is it for you doing something like that different compared to the other things you've done um, I, I found it really neat because there's a lot of cues. So when I was doing a certain posture, constantly I was being cued, specifically from Denny because she was the first person and I, it was just one-on-one. And she would constantly always be noticing that like sternum, sternum lifted. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that I was always rounded. Yeah, yeah. And, oh then all, God, and the... so now it's like, if I do it wrong, <laughs> would you say? Yeah, I didn't know. I just completely straightened up. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look at me, man. I mean, I teach and I'm over here like. You're not though. Slugging. No, you do. I, and I feel it now day to day. So I'll, I'll be working with a client and I'll, I will notice that I am actually hunched. And it's, yeah. it's like a comfortable zone. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm tired or what, but right away I'll straighten up and I just mm-hmm. feel so much better. Right. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. The awareness of the body is 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 
just as much a part of the program as learning what the body is and what things are called. Absolutely. And, like, totally. It's amazing. Because I've done a body yoga, yeah. but they never had cues like that. Right. I think that was the biggest thing that I yep. always think of. Mm-hmm. And I would say it must be interesting when you are doing <clears throat> yoga with athletes because athletes typically are more aware of their body, so maybe that even lends it to being a little easier for them to, like, learn and pick up. Because sometimes when you have someone who might not have ever really used their body, it's like, let me just try a yoga class. Like, you see how much they struggle because they're not oh, that's in right. tune with their body. So it's like a higher level of a... If you can do yoga, you've... You've made it in life. <laughs> it kind of is, man. Honestly, because yeah. the athletes struggle with it too. Like they know their body to a certain extent, and they know the break. Especially if they've gotten injured, they learn a lot more about their body then. Way more aware, right? Yeah. But but um, they they there's a lot that they don't know still. You know what I mean? And and they're very uh, most of them. I'd say like ninety nine point nine percent of the athletes I've ever trained are very humbled when they take yoga, mm-hmm. and humbled for like three months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like go in there with an expectation, and they're like. I've had some work to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get their butt kicked for sure. Yeah. So, and but I mean, it'd be the same thing with me. Like, if I tried to go on the ice, like, pff, please. <laughs> that was me. Like, whenever people, people were like, oh, arguably gymnastics could be said to be one of the harder sports that's out there, and people were like, oh, you must have been so good at everything, and I'm like. Literally, if you handed me at any <laughs> kind of ball sport, hand-eye right, coordination, right, right. tennis, I couldn't skate, I couldn't swim. It was literally, I arguably couldn't do gymnastics. That's up for debate. <laughs> but it's just like, I. it's so difficult when it's not your thing. Yeah, oh yeah. You focus so much on like certain body parts yeah. that you use and then when you're applying it to other areas, yeah. it's just like gonna be a no for me dog yeah (laughs) I know I I totally hear you and I think like that's the other thing too about gymnastics and kickboxing actually is that it's I mean it is a team sport but it's also like a lone wolf sport you know what I mean like whereas Mm -hmm. like basketball and soccer and whatever like it's it's a different and I and I do find that people that play like team sports in terms of what we're talking about right now are kind of good at other team sports yeah but they actually suck at things like dance or boxing or you know I've seen a lot of like team players yeah I don't try play to do well boxing with others or... apparently that's like apparently not my thing <laughs> where I'm a nice person just like body wise I was never really there but it's okay but yeah it is okay to the many dimensions of miss janie brown <laughs> you are also a singer and songwriter yeah. i found myself bit bopping to some of your songs love it um, over the past couple days so how did you get how did okay michelle and i have always like been always said like we wish you could sing and like you know take over the world and I, apparently there's this audio recording of a happy birthday oh god oh there. my god it's someone sent up. that to me <laughs> last that week I, that i really need to hear at some point mm-hmm. oh oh yours sorry yeah, oh. About mine. oh yeah no it's beautiful it's your birthday yeah your birthday. yeah no no that was is beautiful. there is there a live version coming no. now there, there may be <laughs> no <laughs> check your inbox later <laughs> when it's your birthday okay I'll, I'll make sure to put that in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll awesome. be great. That'll be future podcast. Look out for it again. Tea time with Tay on iTunes everywhere. But um, so you, how did you first find out? Well, discover like your voice and like get into that as well. Um, you know, it's really hard to say, honestly. I know, like, that's the cliche thing to say. It's like, I was singing since I was in the crib. But, like, I legit was. Like, yeah. my mom literally used to say that she'd hear me, like, singing in the, my room by myself, like, when I was a baby. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which, obviously, I don't remember. But... I, it's, it's really hard to say. I, I remember. It's always been a part of your life. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, um, yeah, I, I remember, like, at seven years old, like, 
you know, making my family sit down on the couch and like performing the entire Lion King soundtrack with like, you know, like Lion my King favorite was my, mo- my favorite movie. Yeah. I almost got a Hakuna Matata, like the symbol for Hakuma, yeah. but Hakuna, I can't speak. I swear, like, honestly, I get on these podcasts and I sound like I'm drunk because I can't speak. And like, I literally, my mom has asked me before. She's like, are you okay? Like, I swear I'm doing okay. There's, there's alcohol. Hakuna Matata. Not just tea. There's oh alcohol. yeah, I forgot to say. We, thank Blueberry you. sherry? Yeah, we're, no, mm. blueberry, we're drinking blueberry jam by David's Tea, and I think we all are giving it a thumbs up, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. super yeah. pumped about it. Delish. Shout, Shout out, out to David's Tea. Shout out yeah. to David's Tea. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great minds think alike, right? It smells amazing also. Anyways, the word was hakuna matata, matata symbol because it means so much to me, so I totally relate. Yeah. But, um, so you would make people sit down. Yeah, so I've made my family, like, and so I think, like, and I actually, then it evolved into, like, we had this front porch that looked at, that looks like a stage. And I and it so it evolved into me like literally making little hand invitations and delivering them around the neighborhood no and way. making That's people bring their so lawn chairs awesome. and like perform. So it evolved into that. And then my mom was like, Janie, I think you need to like kind of do this. This is you know this is cool, but like I think you need to be like on stage on stage. And so she never forced me into anything. She just kind of said, Hey, there's this audition for you know our our, our t- hometown theater. It's the Brockville Art Center and. Is, is for how to eat like a child which is like a you know whatever it was the director was amazing he turned it into a musical it's like i think it's like a comic or something and um for 10 so on at age 10 i stepped onto my first public stage and then every single year until i was 18 i did musical theater every single summer was just in rehearsals all summer and and then performing um sometimes like up to six days a week twice a day Okay. Um, every single year and then age 18 i i landed my first professional show that toured and, and was in college, I think, that same year. And I realized that I didn't want to do musical theater anymore. I was like, hmm, I want to write. I want to sing my own songs. And so that's kind of where the journey began shortly after I moved to Toronto and fell into the health and wellness scene and started recording. So, And the writing aspect of it, <clears throat> you said, was that something that came later for you? I started writing when I was really young. Like, I remember writing poems and, like, really, like, crappy <laughs> journal pages at, at, like, maybe age nine or something like that. And then when I got, you know, I, I never really wrote songs or, or music or anything like that until I was about 17 or 18 when I was, when I had decided to leave college and, and, and be a songwriter and, like, I, you know, a couple mentors were like, so, you know, you need to like start writing songs if you want to be a songwriter, right? Like poems are great <laughs> yeah, and everything, yeah. but like... Let's move forward. Yeah. So I want to be a songwriter. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any songs? <laughs> I mean, not yet. I'm working on it. Exactly. exactly. The thought is there. We're exactly. getting there. You know? Did you, you know, I was... Take lessons or... Yeah. How do you like... coach you towards it? No. You're singing either? Did no. No. Really? Yeah. So uh, now this is a crazy... Uh, this is where it gets crazy because... That is something I regret, actually. Um, the coaches in my hometown, I took, like, a few lessons here and there from, like, the, the town, like, choir, like, leaders or whatever. But the problem was that they didn't, their, like, their style was very operatic, and I just didn't want to sing that. Like, I wanted to sing pop. I wanted to sing Christina Aguilera, Mariah sure. Carey, all that stuff, and they just didn't know how to train me. And so I actually got kicked out of my lessons. Like, I remember the, the coach saying to my mom, like, I don't think she really wants to be here you're wasting your money and she's not listening yeah she's not listening <laughs> she's basically. acting out yeah <laughs> we're trying to do theater and she's thinking 
I am beautiful. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Getting it down. Or like they'd give me, you know, like first of all, there was no sheet music ever of the songs that I wanted to sing. It would be like right. Ave Maria and like something oh. from Oliver and, and stuff. She toured. So I was just like, and then if there was, if there was like a pop song that came out of nowhere and there was sheet music for it, they would play it very like you know, sort of they like, change it. They, they yeah, change like, up the rhythm, like a little. Yeah, bit. it's very like like uh, I don't even know like musically correct. Like in the time, like there's no like soul to yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I so that was kind of my experience with coaches. I'd I'd kind of do one offs every now and then. Be like, oh man, I really should really like go back to vo- voice lessons because I like should. And I just never found a coach that was able to really guide me into the direction that I wanted to to go in and and consistently you know, do that with me and go on that journey. And, um, so it was always these one-offs and some of the coaches that I had, you know, a couple of experiences, like they were just very like aggressive and mean and, and, and so old school. And it's just, to be honest, like that's the last thing you want to do for a singer. That's going to make them hide their voice and and try and and force. And Mm -hmm. so the thing that I regret about it is that in years later, um, I think it was 2013, I, um, I was teaching so many classes and they were all like high energy pump 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 and like music is loud and I'm like exhausted and like I'm screaming and I'm singing I was in a record contract at the time in New York and um, I just damaged my voice and I and I literally I had to stop singing for like eight months and quit, had to quit my job had to stop everything didn't That's even think like probably the worst fear of when you scared the hell strain your voice or like have a and eight months. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to be able to sing again. Like, it was one of the most, like, depressing things I've, I'd ever gone through just because I just didn't know who I was without it. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, it's a huge blessing now. And I went through vocal therapy for two years. And, and um, that taught me so much about myself and my voice and how connected the voice is to you. And how, mm-hmm. like, you are your voice and your voice is you. And, like, if you're going through trauma, like, your voice is going to go through trauma. Like, it's, it's the... It's, the extension of who you are and what you're going through and, and your emotions and where you're at mentally, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just didn't get that before. Like I didn't have that kind of guidance and I wish that I did. Cause even though I was able to teach myself the skills and trills and, and give myself the power behind my voice, I wasn't able to understand how to control it and, and set it free at the same time. And that damaged me ultimately. So interesting. That, yeah, that'd be absolutely terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Imagine like, it's like losing your, it's like literally your thing. Yeah, and yeah. it was all I ever wanted. Like, I came to Toronto because I was going to be a singer and perform and whatever. The wellness thing, it came just on the side. Like, that came in lieu of me. Like, I, I was like, I got to make money, and, you know, like, here I am. Like, yeah. and, and it's amazing, and it's been amazing, an amazing career, and I love it, and now I can't let it go. Yeah. Like, that wellness side of me is, like, part of me. But the music and the performing, all of that was anything I'd, everything I'd ever known and all I wanted. You know what I mean? And it, it hasn't been till just recently where I'm like, I can own that I'm both of these things and I'm going to keep just walking forward one foot at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with your music, with people who may not be as familiar with it, how would you describe like your sound or yeah, do you have question. like a, a <laughs> sound direction? Yeah. <laughs> Because exactly. I feel like I feel like I heard some people like some, five different pieces of music. Yeah, that sounded exactly. I the mean, there's a, it's a, it's a range. Yeah, it's a range. And so I wasn't sure if you were gonna. Yeah. Be, but but the I, I like that too. The video. Oh yeah. Totally. Very yeah. random. Which is cool though. It's great. So okay. The so, versatility. Yeah. The versatility. So this is like a whole other story, like which I'll try to like really like keep the details to the minimal, but. When I started out recording, I guess it was 10 years ago, I started out in R&B 
and, and soul. And I did like a number of songs in that genre. And the person that I was working with, the producer, he wanted to be an artist as well. And so he couldn't commit his time to like developing a whole record and developing, you know, doing artist development with me and, 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 you know, making that a project that I would then go on and make, yeah, know, for sure. flourish. And so, you know, that was, that was that. And so that kind of just ended and I had to kind of figure something else out. And then, so I then moved into industrial rock. I found I, I just kind of moved into a different phase altogether. I'm like, well, industrial industrial rock is like. If you were to give me an example of someone, like Evanescence, kind of. Can I tell you that when I was younger, <laughs> my first ever CD was Shaggy, and then it was O Town, and then Evanescence. Oh, I just like took, I just took like a really left turn. Like, yeah. I, but I love See? like Amy's voice. Oh my god, amazing. And it's like very operatic and I wasn't even trying to go that route. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like the instrumentals more or less is yeah. what I'm talking about. It was yeah, it was incredible. Like, it, it industrial like rhythms and, and sounding drums, but really rock. And then the vocals were more like um a little bit more on the pop side and a little bit more on top of the mix instead of like buried into like a like a slipknot vibe or something like that. You know what I mean? So it was a little like more light core than that, but so then I so I worked on that project for like three years and um, I, I funded the whole thing by myself and I just it was one of those things that it was like kind of a side project for the producers that I was working with and and you know like which I totally understand it was a collaboration I, I wasn't you know I wasn't paying them and so like bless their heart for taking that on with me but I didn't really understand like how to budget money back then like it was just kind of this thing that's like this is gonna work I really believe in it I'm going balls in and it like didn't work. And I ran out of money, and then I got offered to be signed. Oh, oh. but see, not. See, you see, that's one of the yeah. you see where the story <laughs> takes a really bad turn. Yeah. Well, and then I found myself living under a bridge. And, and, well, and I've been recovering ever since. Begging for it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily like take me to the stars next. No, of course, but but I won't get too deep into detail with this. Um, Maybe just for legality purposes, yeah, but no, yeah. but we don't want to know that just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go Got that it. far. That that was a three year term of a, of a situation that just wasn't right for me, and um, and it didn't work out. And and God bless everyone involved. Like we're all gone our separate ways, and we're happy, and it's fine. But yeah. it just yeah, that wasn't it either. But that so so you can see like there's the R and B, and then there's the industrial rock, and then there's the music that was produced in that realm, which was you know more like pop rock. And then I moved into EDM and dance because it was the easiest thing for me to do um, by myself. Like I'm in my room, I can record my vocals, send them off, they mix it there, they put it to the record, they release it the next day. Like you know what I mean? It's super quick and super yeah. easy, and no one's schedules are involved. I don't have to answer to anybody. Like I love that music genuinely. So like, there's four different genres out there, but the thing is, is I was just like, so what am I gonna do? Just sit on all this music and shelve it just because I it, it doesn't coincide with like a congruent you know, one congruent sort of sound. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. So I just decided I was going to release it all and just like a painter who paints all kinds of different paintings, put out different types of art and music and in different genres and in different personalities and in different sounds. And and that's sort of why you hear this crazy range of random music from me mm-hmm. because that's, that's the story of, of my musical journey. But I do want to uh, get a full album together eventually and I do have a bunch of songs that are ready for that project it's just now about finding the right producer and so one day I will like have my brand a little bit more together on the musical side of things yeah Um, but it's I think I think the versatility though is nice especially like I'm a kind of person who if I feel like if I'm listening to an album or something maybe not so much an album but like a disco disco 
photography <laughs> of an artist and it feels the same, it gets a little bit boring. But when right. you, it's kind of like when you see the different genres, you mm-hmm. see the growth of the artist. Right. And it's like you're going on that journey with them. That's what right. I love, like when people evolve over time. So I think that's good too. Thank so, you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like I'm well aware that when people come to my like, you know, Facebook fan page, they're highly confused about what's going on. <laughs> but at the same time I don't care because I'm not looking I'm not I'm not looking for necessarily investment right now on anything. Like eventually I will be when I have something that I want investment in. But I'm just kind of I'm just kind of putting out like what I want and it for, for the purposes of entertaining the followers that have been with me since day one and for purposes of, of sharing that piece of art at that moment of time and just sharing that vibrational frequency. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I don't think that there should be rules anymore and I'm, I'm kind of sick no. of people pegging artists in this thing where it's like well you know you have to do you have to choose you have to put yourself and it's like we're multifaceted people mm-hmm. you know with multi emotions like why do we have to choose yeah and it's know? one thing if you didn't like the stuff that you used to do right if you were totally just like oh my god that was terrible <laughs> like I need to get <laughs> we're not going back there yeah, yeah. right yeah but if you like it still and you're you're still into it, then yeah. Yeah, like I think, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm absolutely. more than happy to represent it and represent it in a way that's like, this was something that I did mm-hmm. and I'm like it or it. love it. If you don't like it, don't listen. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do you, that. You, you could have said it. She's I like, wasn't sure. There's like a, there's like a, a quiet, you, a, a quiet curse. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that I curse a lot, and I've really held it together. And this no, you've been good. <laughs> this has like been like 30 minutes of like literally nothing. I'm surprised I haven't like <laughs> slept up yet. Wait, wait, what do we get the drinks in us? I love you, mommy. Yeah. And for people, for people who oh. uh, are listening, where can they find you for your music wise? Yeah. Um, well, I, my, my EDM and house music is on iTunes. Like, if you just look under the name Janie Brown, um, it's, you know, you'll, like, music yeah, will pop sure. up kind of thing. But a, a lot of my music uh, is released on YouTube. So if you just, it's oh. literally, like, youtube.com forward slash Janie Brown, and you'll see, like, a slew of different playlists. And some of the playlists are just original music videos with my songs. Some of them are just songs and covers. And some of them are, like you know, wellness tips with me and my nutritionist, like talking about how shitty my eating habits are and like how I need to shape up because I'm supposed to be a wellness expert. <laughs> Meditation we need to get it together. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you'll see a lot of stuff on there, like behind the scenes stuff yeah. and interviews and um, yeah, just And I'll be sure to um, uh, link everything and all the places you can find Janie on my website, on my blog, taylorlnwrites.com, W-R-I-T-E-S. And now, Janie, on top of everything that you're already doing, I literally don't know how you're doing all of this. Like, as a human being, like, you probably are ridiculously busy. So thank you so much again for being here. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. I couldn't be happier to be here. But I know that you're developing a coaching program Mm. um, that caters to people struggling with anxiety, which is something that, like, really interests me because... I for a really long time suffered with like anxiety and I still I still think I kind of do but I feel like I'm a little bit in denial about it I'm Mm. really good at covering up my emotions and it's Mm. not something that's long term a good thing so I'm just like really interested yeah absolutely I mean I think you're not alone in like being good at covering up your emotions I think we live in a society where we're taught that we need to just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and if you're uncomfortable like override it and I think we need to be really doing the exact opposite of that and and that's what yoga has taught me in the last you know 10 years or whatever is that it's okay to feel not okay it's okay not to be okay and it teaches you something about yourself etc etc um 
where my journey came from with anxiety was, you know, as you know, I was a child performer. Like I started Mm -hmm. out at 10 and I, I just didn't understand what it was. Like I didn't understand what it felt like, what it was. And it kind of manifested, it it was on and off stage. It wasn't just like performance anxiety. It was anxiety within my life, but, um, it it did kind of manifest on stage in my like sort of around 14 like when you start to go to high school and get self-conscious and people say things and whatever and I just I was so um so my family it's it's like their background were like Germans and I was so I was so um ashamed of, of the fact that I was scared and that I was getting stage fright that I completely negated it it was just like I'm not scared I'm completely fine like I can do this like I'm gonna and so like it never held me back from getting on stage but the problem is is that it just manifested and manifested and manifested every single year over the years and it held me back in different ways of going forward with my career and and then eventually it just it started to affect my relationships and I kind of had a meltdown you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and 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 I had to seek therapy and stuff so my my connection to it is that my personal story and obviously it's a lot deeper and more detailed than that but my personal connection is 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 through that and i i you know in a world where we are pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps people are dying because they're not talking about the way that they're feeling and they're not talking Mm -hmm. about these serious issues and so i'm saying you know what fuck it i'm going to open up the conversation because that's going to make other people brave enough to open up their conversation too Mm -hmm. and then people are going to start connecting and they're not going to die anymore and they're going to start healing themselves and it's a long journey like i'm not suggesting that when you talk about it you're going to be all good you know it's 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 a multi-pronged approach it's It's something that you work on like it's a yeah it's like a project on yourself that's That's continually i I almost associate it with like an, an addiction type of thing yeah, where yeah. like even if you haven't had a drink in a really long time, every day you are mm. you are recovering. That is a great yeah. way yeah. to put that. Yeah. That's it's, very yeah. true. It's something that like I think about six years ago. I would say I was in the worst place mentally that I've ever been in my entire life, and I was in a really, really, really dark place. And I, I know now, like years later, that I'm in a way better place. But what I realized then was that like I was covering, and I was like, I know I was doing okay, and like you, I would be able to not quote get on a stage but continue to put up a front like right. continue on with life right. i was right no one would ever have known anything right. but right. then it it got to a point where it was too much and that's the point where i shouldn't have ever gotten there if i was just honest with not only myself but like the people around me because whenever right. someone would ask me like are you okay like how are you doing and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm fine mm. and i realized it got really yeah. really good at faking okay and that's <sighs> That scared me, yeah. you know, and yeah. over like the past couple of years, even like in like society and like on TV, it's been mm-hmm. really great, I think, to see kind of like that dialogue shit. Yes. Where there yes. used to be a really big stigma and ta- uh, taboo around people who, I guess, it's like mental mental health issues, right? Like, yeah. It falls under that um, umbrella. And I think it's yeah. been great that people have been a little bit more honest about it. And it's like... More people than you think yeah. have issues. Oh my God, tons. We all do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the stigma around it is like the biggest, that's why that's people aren't talking about it. It's like, it's always been this thing that's perceived like us and them, like the healthy and the unwell. You know what I mean? And it's like this anxiety disorder or this depression or whatever it is can affect even ADD, you know what I mean? Because that can just be caused by too much overwhelming emotion and, and so you can't concentrate, you know what I mean? But it's like, that can affect, it's a continuum. It can affect any single person at any time depending on their circumstances and depending on how much trauma they have in their past. You know what I mean? It can also be healed. 
in most people. I'm not going to say everyone because yeah. I don't know, but I mean, it can also be healed with the right approach and, and that might be several methods, but mm-hmm. you know, is that something you like when if your coaching program that you're thinking, like what's the general idea for that? Yeah. I mean, I want to, I want to use my, perf- my performance anxiety as sort of, um, and how I overcame that and, and, and my personal anxiety and how I overcame that as sort of a guide to, to sort of show my credibility as it were. Cause I have obviously over 10,000 hours of performing. So <laughs> I kind of know how to like rein it. You know what I mean? I know how to rein it in at this point. Um, but I also want to use my health and wellness expertise to, to sort of give the tools that people need in, to, in order to, um, help themselves as they go along in the journey because it's a breathing exercise might not stop you from having an anxiety attack but it will help it will help you from at least not spiraling into a further darker place when it's happening you know what i mean um but my yeah my whole process around that will be a mixture of probably webinars um writing some sort of a written um description Mm -hmm. um breath exercise meditation techniques and uh, yeah, it, kind of step by step, how to start to address, accept, and overcome your anxiety. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's awesome. Still working away, but no, no, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's important and mm-hmm. definitely needed in a world I agree. Yeah. in a world where people like to be as much as we are the most opened like time in our entire lives. Right. There's still so many people who have so much stuff that's in the dark, and I think it's important to have these tools and different um, available options for people to talk about it and be honest with themselves and Mm -hmm. help other people because once you realize that you're not what I what you always feel when you're going through anxiety you're like I'm the only Only person like no one will understand me but then if you have a conversation with someone they're like but no I've felt like that too yeah right and just even like that connection with someone else to know that you're not like alienated is really 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 important oh my god it's huge i think that's how i first became like 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 connected to you was because i came up to you to talk to you and like you know just at at break or whatever yeah right and that's when you said right away you had said about how you you used to suffer from anxiety and whatnot and how you're Mm. working on that i'm like what are you talking yeah right yes you just taught for the last like three hours right right and you were amazing like you have a great voice like you know just everything's normal like what are you what are you talking about and, totally and, true. And that's when you brought it up and, and said that. And I'm yeah. just like, I, I had absolutely right. no idea. But it's funny because when you walked in, remember how you yep. said, when I walked in and I saw all you guys in a crowd, yep. and I remember recognizing you went straight for the cafe. That's right. And got your coffee. And yep. I remember thinking to myself, like, oh gosh, what's, like, is she going to come say hi? Like, what is this all about? Right. <laughs> but it was like, literally, like, seconds later, you, you came over and you yep. said hello to all of us. And right. you said you had to make that that a point yeah so that you were comfortable right i had to and orientate yeah exactly and you yeah. knew those steps and those keys of what yeah. you need so to like do. you're like a coping thing like something yeah like, like i saw them and and immediately i was intimidated and like she's saying how the hell are you t- intimidated yeah. you're a performer you're a coach you're a speaker like yeah, what? you're in front of people yeah. all, all the time, time. but yeah. i i saw them that's that i'm like right. i go to the thing i i get it i don't even drink coffee but i remember it took me four <laughs> days to get through that flipping <laughs> coffee <six> today. <laughs> seriously it took me four days to get through this is what i mean caffeine and me like, <laughs> I know you were saying that before we started recording. Like, like caffeine in me is like a no. Yeah, like I don't think you know how serious it is though. Like it's like like literally that yeah. coffee took me four days to get through, and was I was pumped every single like quarter Absolutely. of it. You know, got Absolutely. this. 
But so here I am, I'm ordering my coffee. But the reason I did that first and foremost was just to collect myself to like, to kind of peripherally see like what's going on in my, my side mirrors and my rear view, you know what I mean? And, and that's to orientate just to get comfortable so that I can build up the courage to then go shake hands, look in people's eyes and say, hi, like I'm Janie, you know? But if I had overridden that, it would have been, it would have been, it would have made me lose control a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have been in control. I might've like maybe like pumped my, like fluffed up my feathers too much and and gave, given the wrong impression. Or I might've been a little bit colder or sterner when I was shaking hands, you know, but that made me comfortable on my skin. And you're absolutely right. If people can start to understand, it all comes down to self-awareness. If they can start to understand who they are and what they need you know, and, and understand themselves, they can put themselves in the best situation regardless of how much pain or suffering or anxiety that they're going through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. You you recognized it and you knew what to do for it. It takes a lot time. And it's funny though, because I'm the opposite. I'm ready to like get right in there and be like, hey guys, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. But then in our class, and I know I told you about mm-hmm. this, at the very last day, we had to do, we had to teach part of what we had learned. And everybody else is yoga instructors, and I am totally not. And so to verbally say what I had to do, I'm not used to it. I had no idea what I was doing. And me, I grew up. I grew up being a speaker. Like I won awards for wow. speaking. And I, I like I'm. I'm not afraid of being in front of a crowd. It's not. It's not about that. But I've always been good at everything I do. Like I've right. succeeded and been good at everything yeah. I do. So this is one thing that I know I'm not going to be good at. And I got up there and I was. Shit. <laughs> she, she, she was so upset. Oh, I was so upset. Yeah, but it's so, so funny because I still remember you looking at me and, and it was like you were trying to calm me down, just being like, dude, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be fine. Like, just keep going through it. And like, it was horrible. I could not wait till it was finished. Yeah. But I went home that night and studied my ass off because I knew that like, if I didn't have that point, I probably would have been like, sweet, that was a great course. Like, let's carry on. Right. But it's not right. every single day. Like, I wake up at 6 a.m. and, like, I am doing that yoga. And, like, I'm still <laughs> working on it. <laughs> so punky. Yeah, and I'll get there for so sure. Because I am good at everything that I do. I will get there. Yeah. yeah. But this one is going to take longer. But it's funny how I had no idea that, like, I wasn't good mm-hmm. at it. So it was going to be terrible. And so then I got anxious. And, oh, my God, I cried. Yeah. And, like, it was terrible. It, but you know what? It wasn't as terrible as you think. In your head, you're just like, it wasn't perfect because you didn't have it memorized. Whereas speech yeah, and a public yeah. speaking, like that's all memorization. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That was the only thing that was missing. And honestly, you can't possibly have that a level of, of memorization in a four, 40 hour packed crammed course. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the end of it, you're supposed to remember all that, like by memorization, like no, yeah. you know what I mean? It's so exactly what I told her. I was like, you're being way too hard on yourself. Yeah. Like it probably was, she's like, no, she's like, it was a disaster. Like, like if you were in the world championship for memorizing <laughs> shit, you would have blown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. But that's not what this is. Like, that's sure, the thing sure. is like, know the goal of like, of the activity and in in in, in and that where you are in it. killed it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just starting out. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. But anyways, it's I'm it's, proud of you. It's by the knowing way. and it's knowing those things that yeah, help yeah, me yeah. Because next time you might not freak out on yourself because you know, yeah, yeah, right. Because I'll just be like, look, guys, I'm gonna suck at this because I've never done it before. Right. I'm just putting that out there, and right. and I would be calmer, I think, yeah. and then I would have been able to go through it, right? You yeah. know. But I just like expected that I'd be great at it, and I expected everybody else to be crappy, kind of crappy too, right. right? Right. But everybody else was amazing, so then that's when I started to get anxious. Yeah. Like, mm. Oh shit! No, they're good. Like they've taught this before. I didn't realize that. So. 
but that that's yeah and then i mean obviously we can go on and on because like it's again like yoga instructors have a different way of and choreographers and stuff they have a different way of memorizing like moves you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. so that's but they didn't necessarily have like the qqs you know what i mean like the sports cues and all, but i'm just saying sure. like everybody has a different way of learning but also your history like you said you know there's teachers like they they know like in their head they can translate like that posture into like whatever virendrasita like you know what i mean and just for like sure. sequence it in their head and so it's easier for them you know but no i thought you kicked ass for what for See, what it was you, though you're hearing it from, straight from her for what it was you know you weren't you're not you weren't you've never been a teacher like yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like you're a teacher in your own way but like you, you, you mm-hmm. did good kid thanks love yeah. no buzz. <laughs> you've done good that's so cute you've done good. well no, no i'm excited for all the stuff you're doing too so no i think it'll help you people. have yeah thanks oh my which is God. great that's you have a good personality for that so. sweet and you're like a really easy another thing too is like people if you are going to open up you, when you do it's really important to open up to someone who you feel is going to be receptive and like mm, even yeah. from here you're just like you're really this is literally guys the first time I've ever met Janie and you're just so easy to talk to and open and honest and I think that's going to awesome. lend really well to you you've already you're already a teacher but in that next kind of journey with everything I think it's gonna be good thank you I feel oh. the same about you I feel oh, completely at home I feel oh, like I've known you like a long time oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> and um with my podcast I always try I've been kind of tardy with it in the last like three episodes but I try to leave off with either a quote written by myself that I feel is relevant to the podcast but I found a quote by you no a statement ah. by you that I thought was really cute and befitting and it says I'm constantly discovering more potential in myself physically, mentally, spiritually. Every day and in every way, I grow stronger, wiser, and more capable of surpassing my greatest aspirations. I thought that was, I know, right? <laughs> I just I'm melted my heart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm putty right now. I, and oh I, thought, I thought that was like super special and just like a really great reminder for everyone um, to kind of keep in mind. So. I loved it. And Thank you so much. I Beth. loved you and I loved this and I thought this was great. David's tea, you always holding it down. Yeah. It's very damn. <laughs> and, and just, um, you're, for people, again, who want to learn more, you're, you have an official website. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I do have two. I have two websites. So okay. if they want to, yeah, music is over hey. here. Fitness is over here. Give, it, give us the Rolodex. Yeah, so JanieBrown.com is the, the musical aspect. My music career, you can learn all about my bio and find my music and videos on that. And then JanieBrownLifestyle.com is uh, is my fitness and wellness path, and you can learn about my bio and stuff like that on there. Mm-hmm. And it's just J-A-N-E-Y Brown, like the color, dot com, or Janie Brown Lifestyle. Yeah. And Michelle, where can Sweet. we find you online? You're oh, gosh. i got a few things going on. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't even know. A few things I'm working on. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Michelle's, Michelle's a work in progress, so I will... <laughs> Aren't we all? Oh, uh, maybe I'll link you to her Instagram um, a little bit later, and for... Me, if you guys are just new to the podcast, again, thank you so much for listening. You can find the podcast um, on SoundCloud and on iTunes under Tea Time with Tay. You can also find my everything else on my website at taylorlnwrites.com and on Instagram mainly at taylorln underscore rights. Thank you both, Michelle, Janie, for being my here pleasure. today. I thought this Thanks, was so. really great and cute and I just like... It was just fun. It was so awesome. I mean, I'm super pumped. Like, yeah, honestly, anytime.
just like I always got tea and I always got something to say. So, so. every Thursday. Every Thursday. So it's sounds so weekly good thing. to me. Yeah. Well, so again, we thank you guys so much for listening and remember to just stay positive and always be authentically you. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>